Section 52 of The Poems of Jonathan Swift, Volume 1, by Jonathan Swift. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Country Life, part of a summer spent at Gallstown House, the seat of George Rockfort, Esquire. Thalia tell in sober lays how George and him Dandine pass their days, and should our Gallstown's wit grow fallow, yet neget quiz Carmina Gallo. Here, by the way, by Gallus mean I, not Sheridan, but friend Delaney. Begin, my muse, first from our bowers, we sally forth at different hours. At seven the dean, in nightgown dressed, goes round the house to wake the rest. At nine grave Nim and George facetious go to the dean to read Lucretius. At ten my lady comes and hectors, and kisses George, and ends our lectures. And when she has him by the neck fast, hauls him and scolds us down to breakfast. We squander there an hour or more, and then all hands, boys, to the oar. All heteroclite, Dan except, who never time nor order kept, but by peculiar whimsies drawn, peeps in the ponds to look for spawn, or sees the work, or dragon rose, or mars a text, or mends his hose or but proceed we in our journal, at two or after, we return all. From the four L laments assembling, warned by the bell, all folks come trembling. From airy garrets some descend, some from the lake's remotest end. My lord and dean the fire forsake, Dan leaves the earthy spade and rake. The loiterers quate, no corner hides them, and Lady Betty soundly chides them now water brought and dinner done with church and king the ladies gone not reckoning half an hour we pass in taking o'er a moderate glass dan growing drowsy like a thief steals off to doze away his beef and this must pass for reading hammond while george and dean go to backgammon george nim and dean set out at four and then again boys to the oar but when the sun goes to the deep not to disturb him in his sleep, or make a rumbling o'er his head, his candle out, and he abed. We watch his motions to a minute, and leave the flood when he goes in it. Now stinted in the shortening day, we go to prayers and then to play, till supper comes, and after that, we sit an hour to drink and chat. Tis late the old and younger pairs, by Adam lighted, walk upstairs, the weary dean goes to his chamber, and Nim and Dan to garret clamber. So when the circle we have run, the curtain falls and all is done. I might have mentioned several facts, like episodes between the acts, and tell who loses and who wins, who gets a cold, who breaks his shins, how Dan caught nothing in his net, and how the boat was overset. For brevity I have retrenched, how in the lake the dean was drenched. It would be an exploit to brag on, how valiant George rode o'er the dragon, how steady in the storm he sat, and saved his oar, but lost his hat. How Nim, no hunter e'er could match him, still brings us hares when he can catch him. How skilfully Dan mends his nets, how fortune fails him when he sets. Or how the dean delights to vex the ladies and lampoon their sex. I might have told how oft Dean Percival displays his pedantry unmerciful, how haughtily he cocks his nose 
To tell what every school boy knows; And with his finger and his thumb, Explaining, strikes opposers dumb. But now there needs no more be said on't; Nor how his wife, that female pedant, Shews all her secrets of housekeeping; For candles how she trucks her dripping; Was forced to send three miles for yeast, To brew her ale and raise her paste; Tells every thing that you can think of; How she cured Charley of the chin cough; What gave her brats and pigs the measles; And how her doves were kill'd by weasels; How Jowler howl'd, and what a fright She had with dreams the other night. But now, since I have gone so far on, A word or two of Lord Chief Baron; And tell how little weight he sets On all Whig papers and gazettes; But, for the politics of Pew, Thinks every syllable is true. And since he owns the King of Sweden Is dead at last without evading, Now all his hopes are in the czar. Why Muscovy is not so far, Down the Black Sea and up the Straits, And in a month he's at your gates. Perhaps from what the packet brings, By Christmas we shall see strange things. Why should I tell of ponds and drains, What carps we met with for our pains, Of sparrows tamed and nuts innumerable, to choke the girls and to consume a rabble. But you who are a scholar know how transient all things are below, how prone to change is human life. Last night arrived Clem and his wife. This grand event has broke our measures. Their reign began with cruel seizures. The dean must with his quilt supply the bed in which those tyrants lie. Nim lost his wig-block, Dan his Jordan. My lady says she can't afford one. George is half scared out of his wits, for Clem gets all the dainty bits. Henceforth expect a different survey. This house will soon turn topsy-turvy. They talk of farther alterations, which causes many speculations. End of section 52